there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the baby. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. Kia ora, it's Luke. Hey, kia ora to you too, it's Cam. Um, hey, I did, kia, I did kia kia for joining us. Mm, yep, yep. Hey, one thing I've noticed about moving back to New Zealand, Cam. Yeah. Is the amount of te Māori spoken here is like increased markedly. Mm. Like on the news... Um, you know, because I've been away for 15 years and the last couple, we've had a, a pretty hideous pandemic. I, I feel like there's been a, a massive shift in the amount of Māori language in New Zealand. Uh, so I just shout out to the people of New Zealand for, for really embracing it. It's really good to see. Hey, good on you. I, uh, the only exposure I really get to it is when I see someone being like, oh my God, I can't believe they're making us, yay. They're speaking Tateria Maori, but there's always like a anytime someone complains on like a corporate Facebook page or like a government department, there's always a sassy clapback. Yeah, uh, that's that's my main exposure is sassy sassy clapbacks in Tateria to racist dickheads. There's a, yeah, there was a, a long series of uh, letters into the paper back and forward um, about this issue, and many of them were titled "Not Racist." Yeah, uh, and those ones were racist. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, look, a lot of them were like, a lot of them instilled this argument, and it's a kind of a long-running debate here, which is it's the shittiest debate when you hear what it is because it's like people are calling it Aotearoa, and they say, "No, it's New Zealand. I've called it New Zealand all my life. I've lived here all my life. I don't know what Aotearoa is." It's like, yeah, what happened before you got here? Yeah, <laughs> think just think the next step of your life. And then before your life, what, what was that situation? Yeah. Uh, really idiotic argument, and the debate, for some reason, has got a lot of legs. On the flip side, though, uh, yeah, lots of Māori language spoken on uh, in and around New Zealand. As, as I said, far more than, than I realised. Well, Robbo, it's funny that you should say it's an idiotic argument, because that is the opposite of what we're talking about this week. We're, this week, we're talking about arguments that are so far from idiotic that you wouldn't believe it. Uh, uh, so... This is so, the last opportunity to do this topic. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not a it's not a meaty one, 
in in this world there are probably far meatier conspiracy and conspiracy adjacent topics to talk about. Uh, but sometimes you just got to give Luke a little treat and talk yeah. about a dumb internet thing. Little Luke can have a little fake scomo as a treat. Yeah. Um, so I guess for context, we're recording this two days, three days after the Australian election was decided. Uh, and Cam, how would you describe it? What would be the word? I would say that if it, just one word. Yeah. Uh, different. <laughs> okay. So for, for listeners who are overseas, uh, we've had a conservative government for you know the past decade or so. They were not expected to win this election, but the the Labor Party, the sort of nominally slightly left-wing Liberal Party, who were expected to win, sort of have a history of you know, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. And throughout the campaign, there's been a, a media campaign about how incompetent the, the leader of the Labor Party is, and he's always making gaffes. And so there was, I think if you were to fully go off the uh, the media from the past six weeks, you would have been surprised by the result. Mm. The result was somewhat surprising in that uh, the Liberal Party, the Conservative Party, lost a whole bunch of seats, but heaps of them have been picked up by Independents and Greens, which is not normally what happens. Mm. It's weird. Uh, it's something about the impending climate apocalypse Yes. May have mo- may have motivated people to vote for candidates who said we should do something about the impending climate apocalypse. People aren't entirely sure why they uh, people voted for the people that said they would do something about the impending climate apocalypse, but that's what's happened. Mm. So that's in so, one word. That was how it's how I would describe <laughs> the Australian election. The um uh, the I guess the interesting thing and and what re- really stood out to me seeing the speech. So I guess the the, the head of the party as in the sort of top three guys or top few guys have been completely wiped out basically right yeah so um, scott Mor- scott morrison who is the, le- the leader of the party or isn't anymore what won't be shortly because he's said that he's gonna put it up for a vote he kept his seat but his party is lost the main guy that was you know the, the, supposed to be the future leader <laughs> he lost his seat and like a a whole bunch of people who could have been the leader lost their seats. Mm. And so they've been left with, like, real fuckwits. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw um, so Scott Morrison's kind of concession speech on the night. Uh, did you see that, Cam? Uh, I just saw a little bit of it. It looked super, super fashy. Yeah, lots of flags. A, well, no, it was just one giant flag. Oh, right. Um, I, there was my my favourite tweet of the night was... Uh, Cringe to buy a flag that big, then lose. <laughs> um, then, like his his wife and daughters, um, you know, he's he's is he Pentecostal? Yes. Um, so the, there's sort of this I don't know conservative religious vibe about the whole family, and then the room was all like almost like a white power rally. Like it looked super modern alt righty, and him giving a concession speech. I don't know. It just seemed like. We dodged a massive bullet, even though he'd been in for so long. I feel like if he'd got back in again, it just would have things would have gotten worse. Um, yeah, it was a really bizarre, bizarre moment. Well, I thought it was anyway. So we're talking about ScoMo conspiracies today. Just before we move on from that concession speech, I saw a lot of people talking about his wife's dress. Jenny Morrison was wearing this. I have to say, a teal dress. 
Yeah, so this is adjacent. I think this is relevant to the episode we're we're talking about. Yeah. So, so the, the independents who have picked up a bunch of seats off these guys, their their colour is teal. Uh, now, Jenny Morrison was wearing a Carla Zampatti number. Carla Zampatti being the mother of one of the teal independents. Yeah. And everyone's like, Jenny, look at you. Know, yeah, go, yes, queen. Yeah. Kind of thing, right? Well... I saw a bunch of people be. I don't know if anyone was like made the point that she was make you know deliberately signalling anything. Oh no, I definitely saw that that tweeted out. But I, I definitely saw people being like, "Oh, she looks like she's from The Handmaid's Tale." It's like you know the, those famous scenes in The Handmaid's Tale where they're wearing teal Carla Zampatti dresses. Oh no, there's there is a a dress in The Handmaid's Tale. If you put them side by side, is very similar cut to to hers. Like I think the blue dresses they wear are. Are like the same cut. Ah, oh, fair enough then. But um, I don't know if she was signalling that she wanted a Christo-fascist dictatorship with her dress, but I also don't she, think she was signalling that uh, she was secretly on the side of the climate. The, the teal politicians. But, I mean, either way, it is still a weird choice. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, she she would have to know that Carla Zampatti, because that's a famous designer, Mm. Like that's a, a, in Australia, I think anyone in that class of people um, that, that likes fashion would be 100% familiar. Yeah. And they would also know that, you know, and if you're in politics, you'd know that her daughter is one of the teal candidates, yeah. the high-profile teals. So, yeah, you would absolutely have well, some understanding of what's at play here. And I'm not saying she did, you know, did do it as a, a weird signal to whatever because, like, what the hell. But also, what? <laughs> well, maybe she got dressed before they knew how badly they'd gone walloped. Yeah, maybe she was jamming in her face. Yeah. Maybe that was her. She's like, I'm going to fucking walk out in this teal thing. You're going to have to look at this fascist world and our yeah. colour is being thrown back in her face. That actually seems, that seems like more the most likely. realistic thing to have happened. I, re- I think we've cracked the case on that one. Yeah, we absolutely have. So she's been... Um, and we got so we're going to talk about like there's a lot of stage oh, photos. Yeah, do we want to talk about her and Q, fucking QAnon and well, her white power signals? <laughs> yeah, so I haven't. I don't look at it this for the purpose of the episode, but there has been a photo of her doing the, you know, the the circle game, the OK symbol, or the I'm an alt right scum. Yeah, scum chud was the word I was looking for. Yeah, um, signal that that yeah. photo wishes. Yeah. So the, What's your yeah, face on that photo? The photo is she's like holding her hand awkwardly. Uh, she's not even trying to do an okay, so like it's completely unintentional. But oh god, it gets a it gets a run. Mm. But yeah, and they he's friends with so Scott Morrison's friends with the main one of the sorry the the big Australian QAnon guys. Yeah, um, which we talked about on the show, but it probably bears repeating again. So like, but the, the big connection is through the wives. Yeah. So he's mates with the, probably Australia's biggest QAnon guy, the prime minister, the ex-prime minister of Australia. For, it was quite good friends with a, Australia's biggest QAnon guy. But the friendship came through the wives, who were very good friends, and the, the wife of the QAnon guy was, like, employed as her assistant for a while. Mm. Uh, and there was all sorts of questions about, you know, is this sensible? <laughs> Is there a security risk here, given that uh, QAnon is completely batshit? So I just brought up that photo. 
where she's doing the little okay symbol. Mm. It doesn't look entirely natural. It's a weird way of holding your hand. But whatever, you're you're uncomfortable because you're in the presence of royalty. Yeah. Also in that photo is uh, two royals, one who is of, I think, mixed race, who is famously the victim of some racism within the royals, right? Mm. So it is a weird time to be holding your hand in a white power symbol. That You know, it's a strange one. I'm not saying she's, like, choosing symbology based off, you know, proud boy symbology, but, like, also what the? Well, I have to say I really don't believe that Jenny Morrison has ever heard of, one, the OK sign being a Nazi thing, or two, even the circle game, like... I, I doubt yeah, she's yeah. Ever, I doubt that Jenny Morrison has ever heard if you hold your fingers in a circle, then you get to punch someone in the arm. I really don't think she's aware of any of these things. But do you... The, I think I do think that she's done the Proud Boys initiation of naming breakfast cereals while she gets beaten up. <laughs> but, like, you also wouldn't then, by that logic, you almost wouldn't, you'd say, well, her best friend's husband isn't going to be one of the main QAnon guys on Australian Twitter. No, you probably, yeah. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like... The, the world's, when you you think of the world's entwining at that point, like, well, it probably came up at some point. No, they probably think... had security briefings about it because, you know, Australian police are frequently seen throwing that symbol up. Uh, I think that uh, she's just holding her hand in an awkward position. She's, like, holding on to something. Are you looking, have you brought it up? No, let me, all right, let me. So she's up. got... She, yeah, Jenny Morrison secret Nazi symbol. <laughs> Looks like there aren't many great matches for your search. Google, you're not trying hard enough. Oh well, okay. When you search for Jenny Morrison secret Nazi symbol, the first result that comes up is from like a week ago. It's Scott and Jenny Morrison wearing the scarves of a fascist organization from India. <laughs> what? So this was a this was a thing that um happened during the campaign. Uh, there was a and Labor and One Nation and a few of the other parties, maybe the Animal Justice Party, all met with this uh, Hindutva organization, which mm. is like the uh, sort of fascist Indian uh, movement, which is you know, basically very closely tied to the Indian government. <laughs> mm. But they all uh, they all wore the scarves with the the symbol on it and. It's like you got to do a little check-in before you put a scarf on. I think, guys. Yeah. It's be, I don't know. It's, it was one of those things where it's like it's not. A, it's been raised in Parliament before about this specific group, <laughs> so it would have been easy to do a bit of pre-checking. Uh, let me go, Jenny Morrison. Okay. Oh, here we go. Oh no. What? Why can't Why can't I bring this up? You know why I can't bring it up? Because the person who tweeted it has blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I just said Jenny Morrison QAnon. Do you want me to just pop it into a chat? Um, because, Cam, I, I've actually found another incidence of this happening as well. She's done oh. this not once but twice in photos. Yeah, all right. I've got them both open. Uh, Jenny Morrison, the wife of the OSPM Scott Morrison, has given a white power hand gesture in photos on at least two occasions. The Liberal Party even tweeted one of the photos. Has anyone explained this? Hashtag OzPol. All right. In one of the photos, she's holding her daughter's hand and, like, her... Would, she, would you say she's holding her hand or draped over her arm? Uh, she's... 
she's touching her daughter's arm yeah. slash hand. That's the one with Meghan Markle. Yeah. In this other one, she's kissing Scott. So that's pro- that's problematic. This is we've talked about this before. You know, when someone's doing something disgusting, you don't have to come up with all this bullshit on top of it. But she's not doing an okay sign. It's her, the, the, her the thumb thing, is thing. touching her fingers, but there's no yeah. an okay sign. There's you know there's aspects to it. You've got to have the other fingers sticking out and things. The this um, is just her hand is just resting. Seeing the she's first just one. got re- she's just got resting Nazi hand. <laughs> seeing the first one, I'm like, oh okay, that's kind of a weird way to hold your hand. What is she up to? Seeing the second one, I'm like, oh, that's just how she holds her hand. It's, you know, whatever. Because the second one, you're right, it doesn't look like it mm. at all. The first one, she is kind of doing that Proud Boys thing when you look at the camera like a gormless idiot. Yeah, but they're second all doing one, that. Yeah. The second one, she's just uh, kissing her husband, which, as far as I know, not that many Proud Boys, if any, Proud Boys kiss their husbands. Um. So, yeah. I am saying myth busted. She's not yeah. pure non. She's not, sorry, proud boy thing. This could be a thing. We say myth busted, Cam. Yeah, another myth busted. Uh, <laughs> someone says, why has anyone notified Child Protection Services? Because she's always doing it while she's holding her child's hand. It's like, oh, God. Anyway, um, did we even say what we're doing today? We're doing Scott Morrison uh, psycho conspiracies. Yeah, there's, a, there's this phenomenon on Twitter and and. It's mostly, I think, on Twitter, probably Facebook, um, where Scott Morrison, he tweets out a photo or he sends a photo. Oh, no, it's on Facebook because he doesn't tweet. Fuck, terrible start. Anyway, Scott Morrison has a publicity photo of him doing a, a dumb thing and people pile on to look at, like, evidence that it's fake somehow. Um, and I think it all stems back to there was a publicity photo of them or um, a photo of them taken by the media where his shoes ended up photoshopped for another. Yeah. All right. Uh, Don't get ahead of ourselves. That's, I think that's our final one. That's, is it? That's, that's the I thought, big I thought one. it was ground zero. All right. We'll get, we'll get to the shoes. Okay. All right. So, let's go through these in the order that you've put them in and we'll, we'll put these up on the, um, on the hypothetical Institute Podbean page. We'll have oh. links. We'll have links to all of these photos. Yeah. So the first one you've got here, Robbo. And this is, is by it? no means the comprehensive list. No, but uh, this is a Christmas shot uh, that I think was in the newspaper. Yeah. Uh, Scott Morrison is standing on a ladder. I would say he's standing not in any sort of approved ladder manner. Like, if if you were to do this in the workplace and work, the work safe people were there, th- there would be fines handed out. Yes. He's sort of, he's casually standing with his legs crossed on the ladder. Facing the opposite way that you'd normally face on a ladder. Yeah. Unless you were doing, you were jumping off it in some sort of uh, ladder match. And he also, I don't know if his shoes are terribly sensible for ladders. Uh, he's wearing shorts, which you're leaving yourself open to grazes on the knee if you fall off, especially if you then get off the ladder and start motorcycling. Uh, he's hung up some sort of Merry Christmas Christmas light yeah. on the front of his house. Yeah. Uh, somebody. Somebody has commented on Twitter, wow, there's so much going on in this photo, but at least can we all agree that ladder placement was not used to hang that sign, which begs the question, what's he doing up there? This, uh, is, um, <laughs> this guy has uh, Richard Dennis on Twitter. Yeah, He's got like 40,000 followers. 
Yeah, and this got um, like 580 retweets. Yeah, it was a big boy. Um, so, yeah, basically the this guy's looked at Scott Morrison posing for a photo, clearly posing for a photo. Yeah, it's in the newspaper. By, yeah, instructed by the photographer. Like, does he think someone just appeared behind him and went, hey, quickly, turn for a photo? And they're like, oh, we're just standing like this anyway. Uh, Post photo. Um, there's a, one of the replies, because I, I tweeted this out a while ago. Some of the replies to this. Do you want to hear some great replies? Mm. Um, this person, this is the real Oogie Boogie Bush on Twitter. Um, used letters. I'll do a voice for this one. Used letters pretty much my entire working life and never seen anyone stand on one like that. Morrison needs to do a 30-minute online course on OH&S. Um, well, I do agree with him on that. Well, yeah, you were criticizing the fact that he was being very unsafe. Yeah. Uh, and K- Katie Hester replied, you know, I was thinking that, but no letter expertise here, so I didn't comment. Suspicions confirmed. Yep. Now, there are... I like how she's like, I've got no letter expertise, so I'm not going to comment on this. Now You've confirmed my suspicions. Thank you. Yeah. Now, there is a, there are other photos of this uh, light being uh, hung. Hang on. There's one other comment from Twitter that was, uh, does someone have a theory as to why Jen's right leg is where it is? Just wondering. And uh, Jesse George on Twitter replies, so it doesn't look as though they have been separated. Oh, no. Which, what? Like, that? if that was already a conspiracy that they'd been separated, then that's interesting. Well, it's not interesting. It's dumb, but whatever. But, yeah, anyway. You know what I find really telling about this photo, besides anything else? You can't see either of Jenny Morrison's arms. So, for all we know, she's sig hiling behind his back. Oh, I, mean, I think there's, there's no doubt about that. But um, the, there's other... So, the, there's this question, you know, this, is, this, ladder was, this ladder placement was not used to hang that sign. Well, that's fine, because they have moved the ladder. So, there's mm. another photo of him hanging the sign, and the ladder's, you know, in front of where he's hung it, and he's standing on the ladder properly. He hasn't just sort of, like like a pixie danced up it, <laughs> spun around and flicked the, the sign up. That would be cavalier, even by his standards. Um, uh, some other comments were that uh, he had his crotch at eye level, which was showing his dominance over the, the ladies in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, another person said, yep, standing over the woman in his life, just like he does with every, every other woman he meets. To be fair, his record in that department isn't crash hot, so I'll give them that one. Um there were some more photos, as you noted. Did you have a comment on that? Oh, no, no, no. Go on. Uh, more, more photos, as you noted, Cam. One of him later in the evening, untangling lights, wearing different clothes. Behind him are all the lights already up and on. So this person, I know obviously someone says, how, how can they be up for several hours and he's still untangling? Which I think that's fair. It's a fair question to ask. Hmm. But also... They're staged photos for the media. <laughs> like, yeah. no one thinks these are candidates. Uh, so that's the first one. That's the latter one. So our next item is uh, Scott Morrison pretending to hammer a nail. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, this is, I mean, these are all so stupid. And the fact that, like, there was so much back and forth about this is, I think, what we talked, you know, at the start of the top of the show, we talked about, uh, like, the stupid coverage of the campaign the fact that this there was any back and forth to this at all so a a labor mp 
came out and said, all right, there's this photo of Scott Morrison. Uh, I don't know. He's got a, a hammer. He's got his hand up on the thing, and then he doesn't actually have a nail in his fingers. And so mm. the idea is that he's pretending to hammer a nail. Mm. And so she yeah. did the PM, this PM is all photo op, no follow up. Yeah. Um, I think he was just leaning on the board, right? And there's a nail be- below his hand. There was, this, that's the thing. There's a nail directly below his hand, and then there's other photos from the photo the photo op, which is what it was. Because uh, they're correct. He wasn't there to nail, you know, to do the entire construction job. Mm. He was just there to get a photo and to make an announcement. But it's like, if they were faking it, they could have just said, put your hand on the nail <laughs> that's right there. Yeah. But there's no point to this. So this this got a run in mainstream media as well. All and, mm-hmm. and I guess we should clarify, all of these, especially the nail one, like that's breakfast television, we're all over these. People were mm-hmm. dissecting these photos. And as you pointed out, if you're faking something, you'd do a better job. Yeah. So they said, no, there is a nail there. Then she said, no, they're still lying because that nail was already, you know, partially nailed in. So what, why would he need to put his finger on anything? He could just nail it in. It's like, just shut the fuck up, all of you. I mean, balance as well. You're swinging a hammer around. You want to anchor yourself with your other arm. But you don't mm. want to have it right on the nail in case you give yourself an ouch. Now we're going to get into the real controversial conspiracies. What do we got? Uh, the curries. <laughs> These are the big ones. Now, do we want to start with the, the the fake curry? What's the fake one, do you think? This is, so Scott Morrison, one of his sort of persona things that he came up with is that he loves to cook a curry. And people, I think, did possibly correctly note that uh, there were some photos of the curry prep that were not representative of the final product. This is definitely the one I spent the most time looking at because he's um he's talking about masaman curry, or he's sorry he's cooking a masaman curry, and I think that's probably one of my top top two curries of all time. Do you like a masaman cam? I love a masaman. What's your other top curry? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to really I'd have to go away and think about this. Least this, I, no, hang on. The, my top two curries of all time. One of them's masaman. Don't know what the other one is. Well, like I'm I'm thinking it's in my brain. I'm like, no, I don't think much could could beat that, but I don't want to be on record saying it's my other one. Yeah, and then I walk away and go, Well, I forgot in the heat of the moment, I forgot a really good curry that I like. All right. Um, I, I forgot I got I forgot cow soy. People might leave themselves a little room top five curries of all time, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rather going top two, but yeah, so carry on. Or carry uh, on. Uh, there you go. Um so yeah, he basically tweeted out the photo of the ingredients. And then he tweeted, oh, sorry, shared the photo of the ingredients on Facebook, and then he shared a photo of the finished product, and the potatoes aren't definitely not present. It doesn't even really look like a Musselman curry. It looks good. I don't want to say it looks bad. Um, there was a pedestrian TV article about this where the author of the article really goes in on how much um, coconut milk and coconut cream he uses. Like, Is he using too much? Yeah, yeah, because there's four, uh, what are those cans? Are they 250? No, they're bigger than 250. No, I think they're about, they're about a 250 in your standard coconut milk can. Yeah, so, and this person is just going hard on that. So that's a litre of coconut milk. Uh, yep, 
Uh, nearly two liters, they're saying, because I think I think they're bigger than two fifty. Yeah, must be three hundred, three fifty. Anyway, not important. This person spends the whole article going hard on that. Like, yeah, you know, even if it's fake, what is she doing with all this coconut milk? Um, as someone that, that has cooked a muscle man in the past and is on record as saying how much she enjoys them, that's a pretty normal amount of coconut milk and cream to use in a muscle man curry. How many serves um, are we do- are we talking about here? Four to six. Oh yeah, because I think it's the a, other thing is it's you know it's a huge commercial kitchen. He's probably cooking leftovers as well. Oh, you've got to cook. I mean, if you're making curry, you've got to get leftovers going. Um, and also, it's a slow cooked curry. Mm. You want to have enough liquid in there, and there's no other liquid. Um, and also, he shared the recipe, and it was like from Gourmet Traveler or something, mm. a legitimate magazine that he was spot on to use that amount because that's what's in the recipe. Um, this this author is yeah really like. I don't know, shows themselves to not really understand what the curry they're, they're claiming to defend is all about. Mm. Um, I think this is, this is one of those situations where our institutions fail us. When the media, you know, the mainstream media goes in hard on this stuff and they prove themselves to be wrong, they allow conspiracy to creep in to the, you know, the cracks of doubt they create. And that's how we get things like QAnon, because of this curry situation. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. A few other people, I was reading through a Twitter thread about this. A few other people were questioning uh, fish sauce, why you'd be putting fish sauce in a curry. What? And if, if, if that's you and you're not sure, shut the fuck up. Yep. Don't know what you're talking about. You're completely out of your depth. Um, that one made me really mad. <laughs> like, th- to be honest, Robbo, I don't understand the purpose of fish sauce, but if they tell me to put fish sauce in, I put it in. Um, it adds a, a saltiness and a depth. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it's doing. I just know I'm, I'm doing what I'm told. I am, um, for, for fish sauce out, fans out there, I really like a red boat fish sauce. Mm. Uh, Cam, next year, out time you're in a Footscray, um, a Southeast Asian supermarket in Footscray, pick up some red boat fish sauce. It's a I lot more expensive. I've got a bottle of fish sauce that is, you know, six months past its best before date. Uh, it's fish sauce, it's fine. Yeah. Fermented. The, the, that's what I figure. It's already fermented. So what's a little extra ferment- fermentation going to do? Yeah. Um, open it up and have a little taste one day. Mm, no, I'll just put it in when I'm told to. Um, the other, there's a few of the other comments were like, one person says, this is a balsam undies on uh, Twitter. Uh, where's the curry paste? You can't make that from peppercorns. The jar in the first shot is tamarind for seasoning. Dude, uh, the jar is tamarind, um, and then someone else says it looks like tamarind. Perhaps, it's, but perhaps a pre-made curry sauce. But then he wouldn't need all those extra spices. So I don't know. Definitely tamarind. These people stop looking too far into the photo when you don't understand how to make a curry. Mm. There is one bowl entirely of mixed spices that are entirely suitable for a masama. If, yeah. you, if you've never made a curry from scratch, your entire experience is using a jar. Don't comment on someone making a curry from scratch because you're out of your depth. Yeah. And you shouldn't – there should really be no scenario in which you, you and Scott Morrison are going up against each other and you're coming off as the whiter person. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, someone else, yum, Masaman curry with no curry paste. You can't actually buy, as far as I know, Masaman curry paste in Australia at least. Maybe or maybe you can now. Anyway, someone else, uh, so on top of the curry is some coriander, 
um, which a lot of people are like, why have you put parsley on top of this? It's not parsley, it's coriander. You can tell by the stem. Uh, sometimes the leaves do look very similar in, in certain particular instances, but it's definitely coriander. And there's slices of ginger, which is kind of a weird thing to put on the top of a curry. Um, maybe they're lemongrass. But anyway, someone asked why there's grated cheese on it. So, yeah, these people are just out of their depth. Yeah. Trying to, trying to ping Scott Morrison. But also saying that, looking in the photo, doesn't look anything like what it should. No. <laughs> so he is clearly up to no good. It's just, it's there's something else going on. It well, could be related to the fact that, you know, they have professional chefs available to them. So I did watch an episode of Kitchen Cabinet mm. um, where he cooked a curry for Annabelle Crabb. Jeez, you've done a lot of research for this. Yeah, well, because, I, I, yeah. I was trying to work out, there's a photo, there's a recipe book in, so the other curry, do we want to talk about the other curry? Yeah, so let's talk about, this is the one where I think something has gone awry. So yeah. the other the other big Scott Morrison curry story that came out was uh, he posted a photo of a curry and people were like, the, the chicken in that curry looks a little undercooked. Uh, it looks like it's raw chicken. Yeah. Now, it's sort of a tricky situation because you could say that it is raw chicken because it's marinating and it's about to be cooked. Now, he has presented it as if this is the finished meal. I mean, it's got a garnish on it. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, no, but he's posted these photos. He's like, here's my cooked meal, all 100% cooked through. Yeah. And the chicken is clearly raw. Now, you could say, all right, they've stuffed up the caption. This is the this is supposed to be the meal prep photo. This is raw chicken. But as you note, Robbo, there is a garnish on the raw chicken, which is, we have to say, even by you know very generous interpretations of lighting, etc., the chicken is raw. It's really bizarre, isn't it? Because this is a, a chicken korma, mm. which um, if uh, also a top tier curry can, mm. bloody right up there that one. It's quite a like colourful dish. There's a lot of turmeric in uh, a korma, a lot of rich kind of orangey golden looking. You know, it's a, it's an explosion of colour. But also curry. You know, if anyone's ever cooked a curry from scratch, you can end up with vastly different co- colours depending on you know, the, the type of spices you've used or where you've bought them from or how fresh they are. Mm. That all being said. It looks it quite raw. So, it looks, yeah, it looks so pale. Like the actual, the, the sauce looks really pale. Um, it looks like um, white gravy, like American-style white gravy. Yeah, well, th- it seems like, to have evaded any sort of Maillard reaction. Yes, yeah. And then there's, you zoom in on the chicken, there's a really big old raw piece of chicken there. Yeah. He's claimed it was the skin. Is that what he claimed? Yeah, he's like that's just the skin. It's like no, uh, it's not. And that's if it if it is the skin, it's raw chicken skin on top of raw chicken breast. <laughs> I part of me is like, is this a you you know you see the dress and it's either golden or blue, mm. that famous dress, but the rest of the color, the rest of the photo, all the colors seem about what they should look. You know, yeah. It hasn't been color corrected, and there's some weird trick of the light. There's even in the full version of the photo um, a picture of a recipe book and you can see the picture of the curry in that recipe book and it looks so much darker. Mm. <laughs> the actual, the actual, and Cam, that's why I was looking up um, kitchen cabinet because I was trying to work out what recipe he used. 
And I thought maybe in the cooking show kitchen cabinet where he cooked a curry for Annabelle Crab, in the background would be a recipe book and that would give me a hint. Oh, really? You have gone full Bellingcat on this. Yeah. I uh, could not find it. I can, though, confirm, Cam, that the bowls used in both curries are the same. Oh, there we go. Carefully, <laughs> carefully geolocated those bowls. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, out of all of these, I can probably give them the benefit of the doubt of all the ones we've talked about so far. This one, I don't know. Well, with this uh, one, I, I do not think that he served his family raw chicken. Yeah. I, 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 my belief is that this chicken was cooked after this photograph was taken. I think most likely the photographer was like, do I have to seriously have to fucking wait for you to cook a curry? I've got there's a finished, There's a finished curry in the background. Mm. But this is one part of a three, at least three-part dish. There's cooked rice, there's an okra Sri Lankan-style curry, and then there's a uh, really weird-looking korma. Well, perhaps his time management is just not on par, and he's he's fucked up. Is they've like get it out? Let's get a quick photo of it all done. I've got to go. Yeah, he's a busy man. He was the, he was the prime minister, hmm. and, and also like he, by all accounts, and all the stuff I've seen of him, and for all this really really dumb nitpicking that people are trying to do, hmm. he looks it looks like he knows how to cook curry. Yeah, looks like he has some understanding of of being able to make a really good one. You know, the recipe he used for the Masaman was, you know, it wasn't a basic use some red curry paste and some potatoes and call it a Masaman. He'd go, he's gone for some big serious, you know, the Sri Lankan one in the background of this chicken korma, that's a, it's like an okra curry. And cooking okra is a real hard thing to cook. Mm. Slimy, famously slimy. So, like, if he's going for advanced level things, he knows enough not to serve up raw chicken. So, yeah, this, and I, I, I can, yours seems to be the only plausible explanation. But one thing, and this was one thing people noted in the Masaman one, he had all the ingredients in tiny little bowls. And everyone's like, who puts ingredients in tiny little bowls if they're not on a cooking show? And a lot of people in the comments are like, uh, me? Yeah. Because <laughs> cooking a curry, you do need to be really precise and really quite often all the timings at the start and at the end, and you need to be really quick with it. Mm. Um, so and that also means... I assume he understands timings of things, which puts a dent in your theory about him getting all the timing wrong and getting one finished and the other one not started. Yeah. Well, this is the thing we may never know. We or we may know in 20 years when they release the cabinet papers, if, mm. they, if they discuss this in the confidence of the cabinet, we may find out about this in 20 years. Sending an FOI for discussions between photographer and... Scott Morrison about curry. All right, let's make this the let's make this next one the last one, Robbo. Sure, sure. This is the shoe. Yeah. Uh, th- so this was a fo- this is was ages ago. This is back in 2019. Uh, it's a family photograph of Scott Morrison with Jenny, the two daughters, and their dog. I feel like we didn't hear a lot about this dog over the course of his prime ministership. Yeah, I don't I, I, know. I don't- I'll, oh. I'll note that Jenny Morrison in this photo is doing the thing she does with her hands all the time, and she's not doing an okay sign. She's just got her, like, knuckle slightly bent and her thumb sticking out, but she's making the exact same hand gesture. It's just from a different angle, and you can clearly see that she's not a secret white supremacist. Uh, yeah, she is doing it. Um, maybe she is subconsciously 
practicing how to do scratching on a turntable like a DJ. Yeah. That's that's the motion you would use if you're subconsciously practicing that. Now, Scott, the, the thing that got people's attention about this is that Scott Morrison clearly has two left feet in this photograph because for some reason they awkwardly photoshopped some photos, I think, from Google Images. I don't know if people found the photos <laughs> that they, they came from. Yeah, so it came from, I think people found it in a uh, like Fiji Times or something, newspaper. Yeah. Uh, it's, they just photoshopped some shoes over his real shoes. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it was like, why have you done this? Why not just crop, have... if you have to hide his shoes, just crop the photo. Yeah, there's a pretty easy crop there because you can't see anyone else's feet. Mm. So if you just cropped his, cropped that little corner out, Cropped it up from the bottom. You might be cutting off. You'd be cutting off a little bit of the dog's paw. Yeah, that's um, fine. It's just the dog. As we've noted, they haven't seemed to be interested in that dog at all during uh, the course of his prime ministership. Um, I can see why someone's done it because his old shoes were dirty. Uh, they weren't dirty. They were just tired old shoes. Hmm. And everyone else in the photo is, you know, the, the ladies are all wearing white. Um, you know, it's looking very clean. It's a very pure photo, I guess, mm. and he's got these crummy old sneakers. Uh, so someone's come along and said, "Whoa, what if we made those sneakers crispy white?" Yeah, but and, let's, not, let's not bother to Photoshop them behind his pants or anything. No, when the one that the one you see most of is they photoshopped the wrong shoe. Yeah, so they photoshopped a left shoe onto his right foot. The thing is, one of them if if the other one wasn't there, if the, there wasn't one that went over his pants. And so clearly wasn't actually on his foot. One of them looks fine. Like yeah, they've, done they've, a, done a, yeah. they've done a good job. It reminds me of the uh, Gislaine Maxwell billboard <laughs> situation. <Yes. laughs> yeah. Where if listeners recall, Gislaine Maxwell was photographed outside of In-N-Out, an In-N-Out restaurant in L.A., uh, while she was sort of like on the run a little bit, she was reading a book about the CIA, and this this photograph was sh- shopped around to different papers because I think that they were trying to spread some sort of narrative that she was somewhere where she wasn't. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were they were using an old photograph. I think this is what came out in the wash was that Gislaine Maxwell and her associates were sending a photo from a few weeks ago out to the media to give, to throw people off the trail of where she really was. Yeah. But the the weird thing was was that in order to do this, they had to have photoshopped in like a uh, a movie poster in the background. And if that had been done, it was the most perfect Photoshop ever. Yeah. And yet, throughout the rest of the photograph, was the most clumsy photoshopping ever, and like completely unnecessary stuff, like just erasing billboards in the background really clumsily. There was a, a rubbish bin that had been photoshopped out for some reason. Yeah. And the place was just a grey void. Yeah. Like, they just used the clone tool, but then they were like, we don't need to clone from next to where we're cloning. We can just clone from the other side of the photo. And that's what's happened here. They've done an amazing job photoshopping one shoe. And then with the other one, they're like, that'll do. People aren't going to be looking this far across the photo. (laughs) There's not a a certain subset of people that are going to go nuts for when staged photos look slightly confusing. So, in the end, it came out that the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet 
had photoshopped the picture without the knowledge of or the authorization from the Prime Minister or the Prime Minister's office. Mm. So he just blamed the department for going rogue for for some reason, just because they're like, oh, your shoes are fucked. Yeah, you crummy old sneakers. Get them out of here. Um, yeah. So there's been a lot more of these, uh, and each one of them, there was a chicken coop one that people talked about. Uh, I think Sunrise, the breakfast show, questioned that one. Um, the blog from Sunrise said that it was, all, it was a champion for doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people on Twitter just went nuts, criticising every tiny, minute detail. Yeah, a weird little phenomenon that we're not going to see anymore. No. Because, yeah, I'm sure this will never happen with Anthony. Oh, just imagine the weird shit that's going to happen with Anthony Albanese. People are going to be like, all right, name name your top five Pixie albums. <laughs> Did you say Pixie? Yeah. <laughs> let, let me do it again. No. Uh, Na- name your top five Pixies uh, albums. I don't know if I could name five Pixies albums. Uh, Doolittle? Yep. Surfer Rosa? Yep. That's the two that I can name immediately. Uh, the new one? Like the, yep. the couple of new ones? They've had a couple of new ones. Uh, Frank Black's solo career. Yeah. Is that an album? The band that he was in, it was like coffee and cigarettes or something. Yeah, I like the new ones. Good. The new albums are good, but I couldn't tell you what their names are. I Catfish, The Catfish Kate EP. I haven't listened to them, but I did see them play a gig just like the week before COVID happened. Yeah, same. And it was Awesome. Maybe like I, top two gig. We must I don't think we were at the same show, but I think uh it was would have been the same tour. Yes. I, I feel like I saw them like we knew COVID was here. And obviously yeah. hadn't actually hit Australia that hard yet, because uh I remember thinking, am I gonna catch the novel coronavirus at the Pixies? Because I don't I don't I don't need that. Um but, yeah, at the same so I I saw them at a festival at the same festival. There was a drum and bass MC who did a whole freestyle about toilet paper. Um, and people have these sticks that they decorate to, you know, people know where they are in the crowd. A lot of people had, like, toilet paper on them, on theirs. So that was in that phase of we're into toilet paper. Um, but we clearly weren't far enough into the toilet paper thing that they were like, we can't waste our toilet paper on our side. Well, I, yeah, that's why I think it was a little bit like, oof, jeez. Look at old money bags, toilet paper over here. That's <laughs> um, also that festival has outdoor toilets, um, and the, the male ones are just like open air. If you or the stand up ones, I should say. Sorry, stand up toilets, uh, open air, um, and you never see anyone washing their hands when they come out of them because mm-hmm. uh, it's a you know the dirty the or whatever. Hippies, yeah, yeah. And this festival, I've never seen so much hand washing because <laughs> that was in the the mode where we had to sing a little song when we were yeah. hand washing. You just had to what you had to do. You had to wait for them to start the next song, yeah. And then you had to wash your hands. You don't oh. want to stuff up anyone's musical experience. No. All right, Cam. All right. Hey, um, good, uh, good riddance to bad rubbish. Yeah, fuck off. That's what I say. Yeah. Fuck off to bad rubbish. He was and he was also not, oh, a, not a good bloke. Oh, yeah. Also, the the government. I was just saying this podcast. Yeah, no. Nah. I was just talking about salty. Uh, now, um, the thing is, right, for all of his faults, of which there were many, and, like, the, the poor governance, like, this is a guy who was faking hammering nails. He was making up curries. It's like, I mean, he's, he he's was a monster. Famous. He was a famous, <laughs> for all the 
awful, awful things he did, mm. he also... <laughs> yeah, for all, for all of the things that he should have been brought before the Hague for, he did fake. He also faked his carry. So yeah, um, yeah, bad dude. Just just on that, and I kind of want to touch on it because he did. He has been caught out faking a lot of things about his personality before. Yeah, the the fact that he supports the Cronulla Sharks and is all like, "Oh, I'm a big fucking shark guy." Oh, the the my, when I'm on the plane, it's called Shark One because I'm a shark guy. And then you look prior to him becoming a shark guy. He's just like, oh, I don't really watch NRL. Yeah. I, I watch the, the same, other league. He did the same thing with the AFL. Yeah. For a second, he tried to make out that he was like a Western Bulldogs guy. Yeah. And I think it was also while the Western Bulldogs were in something of their ascendancy. So it's like even more craven. Yeah. But he was all like, oh, I don't really follow much sport, but if I do, it's the Western Bulldogs. Mm. Um, also the Julia Gillard's team. Yeah. Uh, also, my team, by the way, go dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he just yeah. So the whole shark thing has always just been like such a weird fake thing. So you can see why people would look at other things that he does to try and be you know I'm a man of the people. Um, and they're like, well, that's probably made up. Let's find the holes. Yeah, but it is as perhaps I hinted at. He should be in jail for <laughs> for, for, jail. for for other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, the whole Sri Lankan curry um, and then the Sri Lankan family that were locked up in a refugee camp by themselves for many years under his watch. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a bit on the nose. They get to go home now, though. Back to Bilbo. Oh, do they? they do. Cool. Yeah, they're going to let him go back. Slightly awkward, I think, if they ever want to move. Because <laughs> everyone knows them as the family from Bilbo. How do you say it? Bilo- I think Biloela. That's what yeah. people just call it billow. That's why. Okay. Uh, I think that um, so much effort has been expended on getting them back to billow. Yeah. If in like two years they're like, oh, we want to move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere that's got like a couple of screens at the cinema or something. Uh, it's going to be like, oh, we put quite a bit of effort into getting you back to billow, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, it did seem like they were much loved members of the community and. The community really wanted or did spend a lot of time rallying and supporting them. Yeah. So just it's just awful to see what happened to them mm. um, and, like, what they've been through. So hopefully they uh, can get somewhat of a normal life out of this. Yeah. Well, Robo Scott Morrison does not. No. Yeah, hopefully he gets a <laughs> – what's that guy going to do? Like, his – nah. But his career prior to becoming Prime Minister is a series of failed, you know, failing at everything that he did. Then he becomes Prime Minister and fails at that. I don't know if he's he'll, like... He'll, he's falling up. Okay, yeah. one time. He's going to fall up into something. All right. Anyway, uh, Robbo, that's all we've got for Scott Morrison. I hope you enjoyed your little treat of Scott Morrison Good. conspiracy theories. Uh, Robbo, mate, they can find us on uh, Twitter. We're at Hypothepod. You can get us on Patreon, patreon.com slash hypothepod. Thank you to Tammy, our cooked $33 sponsor. Thank you. Robbo, where can they get you, mate? Behind the bar at uh, Ale of the Brewing. Short Jaw Brewing? <laughs> Short Jaw Brewing here in Westport. You can get me behind the bar Wednesdays to Saturdays, 12 to 5, no, 12 to 7. Uh, shortjaw.com, Instagram, uh, at shortjaw for all the brewery stuff, um, at Ale of the Time for the not brewery, brewery stuff. If you follow my Instagram stories, you probably see all my little beach walks. Oh, that's nice. 
on my I, if I go for a walk on the beach, I usually Instagram the things I see along the way. What sort of things are you seeing? Mostly just rocks and water, sand. Yeah, that's what I, what you might expect. But check yeah, it out. I, you see that beautiful Westport Beach? Isn't that what Westport's famous for? It's beaches. Uh, this beach is officially uh, <laughs> called Cape Foulwind. Let me just hang on. Let me just check. Westport famous for neo-Nazi murderer and <laughs> and beautiful beaches. Isn't that what Westport's famous for? That Nazi killer came from there. Oh, uh, uh, N- Nazi N- killer comes from your town. Suddenly, <laughs> Nazi killer, beautiful beaches, and the South Island's number one brewery. Thank you. Cam, where can people find you? Uh, you can get me at Sexenheimer on Twitter. Uh, Gather Around Me is my other podcast. Yena Passaran is my radio show on 3CR. Check it out. And, yeah, catch you later. Oh, and, and you can get the salt. You can get salty at the salt on Twitch. Yeah, that's all. We're not going to plug your Twitter. you got to show up if you want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. uh, hopefully Salty's back next week. Uh, miss you, Salty. Yeah, love you, babe. Bye. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said, don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind altering drugs. Don't worry. Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Ooh, don't worry about a thing. Except not only did Bush do 9 11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which. Let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?